Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is the all-time Misfits Podcast. Welcome to the all-time Misfits Podcast. We have Moss on the line again. And we have David Hughes joining us today Tyler and Little Video Accent. Won't you run down the Thursday night football game? The MLB Awards, a buyer sell segment, and the Misfits game for the week. First, we'll start with the Thursday night football game. Moss, what did you think about that, that game? Um. So, Fizz and I, we had the uh, Titans and the Colts playing in, uh, in a fairly important game as far as the AFC South is concerned. Uh, in the results, uh, I'm not surprised that the Colts won. Um, I would say I'm more surprised that the Titans looked as bad as they did. Uh, I think the Titans have been grossly overrated. Um, I think we kind of... Started to see that against uh, in the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers game with them, uh, and they just really haven't looked great since. They don't have any pass rush, which I think is a big deal. And uh, I don't know, just there's something about them that like screams like they're an eight and eight team who just may find their way to nine and seven, ten and six. Yeah, they they look like an eight and eight team on Thursday night. David, uh, what do you think about that game? Yeah, so I agree with a lot of what Moss said. Um, so the Titans, I've said this before, the Titans are a super efficient team. Um, they're similar to like the Ravens, I would say, and the fact that if they get behind, they they struggle to to catch up. So they're really good from playing in front, and they as soon as they get, they get down from behind, they're they're kind of you know they're screwed essentially. Um, but the Titans, I mean, I don't know, they they just they didn't look good. Um, the Colts obviously looked really good. I wish they looked better last week versus the the Ravens. As I'm a you know I'm a Steelers fan, so I wanted uh, the Colts to to beat, beat them in that game. But it is what it is. Um, and yeah, three or the uh, Titans just uh, just completely looked stuck in the water right now. Yeah, no one can shut down uh, Henry and take away the running game. The, yeah, the playing water. Um, I. I thought they might do better than they did, but they they were bad. Um, yeah, they were they were not they were about, not good. Do you think that they're gonna make the playoffs or not? Me? Yeah. So I think the Titans will definitely make the playoffs. Um, I don't I, I I don't know. I think they 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 get back on track. Um, they just are kind of in a a lull right now. I guess is probably the best way to describe them. Um, but I think, I think Ryan Tannehill is, is still a pretty good quarterback. I don't, I don't think he's an amazing quarterback. I think he's a really efficient, um, solid quarterback that, that can get the job done. He just, he just, he's kind of struggling right now. It's not really him struggling. I would say, I think it's more of just Derrick Henry and just the defense just not playing very well. Um, 
So I think I think I think they will get, get on track, and I think they will make the playoffs. And um, they do have potential to make some noise in there, but I think they they should be an early out. Yeah, then you play about that. Uh, yeah. So the ASC is uh, the ASC kind of all the teams or each division kind of has a clear front runner of at least in my opinion who's going to win it, and then the second place team in just about each division I think could compete for that spot. Um, I think between the Ravens and the Steelers, whoever doesn't win the North is getting in. I think that's pretty clear, and then. Um, I don't know. Can the Titans get that second spot from the AFC South? Maybe they could still potentially win the AFC South. Uh, I just I think the Colts are gonna win if I'm going off my gut. But I don't know. It'll be it'll be stiff competition getting uh, one of those uh, either that first or second uh, wild card spot in the AFC. Yeah. Well, they yeah, actually do have like they do have have uh, three wild card spots this year. So they, oh, yeah, I think they right. do sneak in. So I think the Dolphins, Colts, and oh, um, you're right, you're right, yeah. And the Ravens will be the, uh, will be the three wild card. Yeah. So you think the, uh, you think the Titans will win the South? I, uh, that's a tough one. I, I, I think. I, I, think the I mean, I, I'm gonna win the South. I think it's a toss-up as well. I think um, I like the Titans team will be maybe a little bit better, but. I don't know. The Colts' defense is really, really good, and Titans do not have a good defense they right now. They find that pass rush. How yeah. do you have Le'Veon Clowney have no pass rush? <laughs> that is a good question. That's that's what I'm also saying is like I definitely agree with him in, in the fact that they don't have any sort of pass rush at all, except for um, what's his name? Uh, the the one their one edge rusher that they have from the draft last year. Yeah, yeah. Ago. I know who you're talking about. Yeah, that's that's their one guy they have. Great. I'm blanking on his name, but. Anyway, we can move on. <laughs> um, I will say the Titans are who I thought they were. And that's all I gotta say. We'll move on to the MLB awards that we're hearing about. Clint Freeman was given the MVP. Uh, David, what do you think about that? Yeah, I think I think it's pretty clear. Um, Freddie Freeman was the clear MVP for uh, National League. Um, and I think, um, uh, Mr. Uh, what's his name for for the Cubs, the Cubs reliever that got it. Uh, I think that was a fantastic vote as well. No, I'm just I'm playing that. That was a ridiculous vote. Um, <laughs> that was definitely a, a glitch or an error um, that the uh, voter uh, said. But um, I think it's pretty clear Freeman was the um, the, the he he wasn't unanimous, but it was a or was he? Um, I think it's pretty clear that he was the best National League player. Um, and then uh, as for the AL. Uh, I actually forgot who won the AL MVP. I think it's one of Jose Abreu. Oh yeah, Jose Abreu. That's right. The the DH. Yeah, I think. Um, oh, yeah. I, I think I think I think Abreu. I think it's interesting that a DH essentially won uh, the MVP. Uh, I think he was definitely worthy I of mean, it this I year. I think that's like the first time since it was he won it. Yeah, and true. And it won it. And it and it, and it, and it seems like if it seems like that's going to happen this year, it, it would be in, in this year in a shortened season. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's what I have to say on, on Jose Braves. I think, I think, I think that was also the, um, the right choice as well, just based on what he did offensively. Yeah, no, he had a lot of power numbers, uh, he was the for the White Sox. Wouldn't it, Moss? Oh, uh, yeah, I think, uh, both the AL and, uh, you know, MVP winners were pretty chalk. Um, I was kind of hoping that, uh, uh, DJ LeMay, he would win it for the AL just because I'm a big fan of his. 
but I can't complain with either winner. I think uh, I think they both deserved it, and it's a shame uh, Will B couldn't be here. Cause I'm sure he'd have quite a bit to say about his guy Freddie winning. Oh yeah, no one was winning the win and he no. Yeah, and no fat, and no fat, no. But now it's not the fat, no, not that fat now. Um, yeah, I, I think it's a runaway. I really like, I, I'm kind of glad that name is probably that place, but I'm not, you know, that. Um, but I think it's a win. What are we getting about the Cy Young winners? Yeah, so. Okay, so I guess oh, Moscow. Yeah, no, 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 no. Go first? Okay, so I think Trevor Bauer uh, was obviously I think the right choice. Um, I don't like the guy just because he's a, I don't know, he I think he talks a lot of mess. Um, but he does back it up to his credit. Um, I think he was clearly the the right National League Cy Young. Um, American League, you know Shane Bieber. I, I think he's he's another phenomenal pitcher that with with the high strikeout rate. Um, so once again, I think he was a pretty clear American League Cy Young, in my opinion, as well. Marlon? Uh, yeah, what, uh, what David was saying, um, I think the AL, in my opinion, the AL Cy Young was quite a bit more obvious, uh, in Shane Diva. I think, uh, the NL, you kind of, all three guys had different, uh, different statistics they were leading in, but I think at the end of the day, the right, the right guy won in Trevor Bauer. Uh, he, he's not really the kind of guy you like because he's a good guy, uh, but he is a really good baseball player. Uh, kind of bummed that my guy, you Davis, didn't win, but, uh, you know, he still had a good season, so I can't complain. Yeah, the right guy's won. Yeah, I really like Trevor Bauer. He's kind of like the odd man of the MLB because he, he's like that, that kind of persona. You don't really see that persona as a pitcher in the MLB anymore. You used to back in the day, but now you've got to be professional and fill everybody up, you know. But um, I like playing people, like you said, for obvious fit. Basically, a runaway, in my opinion, again. And that's all I really got to say about that. What do we think about the rookie of the year? Devin Williams and Kyle Lewis, David. So yeah, I mean obviously, so I'm uh, just you know full full uh, full uh, thing. I am a big Astros fan. Um, so I was obviously hoping Christian Javier who would, would would get some some votes for for Rookie of the Year, um, which obviously was you know based on the Astros this past year. But um, I think Kyle Lewis was you know it's, it's pretty obvious what he did. He was hitting home runs all over the yard. Um, last year, so I think he, that was definitely the right choice. Um, even though Javier, I do, you know, that's my guy. Um, he got third on on the on the finalist, so um, I can't complain about that. Um, as far as um, the uh, the National League, uh, so Devin Williams was, you know, a, a phenomenal player. Um, I think I don't think there's, I think that was the right choice as well in, in terms of National League. So. Uh, yeah, so uh, in the AL side, I think it was uh, pretty obvious. I mean, Kyle Lewis, uh, there was a reason why he won it unanimously. Um, he's actually the, the fifth player uh, as a rookie to lead the team in uh, batting average, home run, runs, and walks. 
same time Mark McGuire did it with the A's back in 87. So he was obviously a big part of that team. And so I'm not surprised he won a rookie of the year. Um, as far as the NL, kind of a surprise, but my guy actually did not win. My pick for it didn't win. Uh, and he didn't even get second. I actually had uh, Jake Cronin with winning. Uh, I just thought, in my opinion, I, I ended up watching a lot more Padres baseball uh, for whatever reason, and uh, I thought he was really good. Uh, but not to say that Devin Williams wasn't really good. Uh, they both would have been very deserving, in my opinion. Um, so, yeah. I mean, yeah, his ERA is like under uh, like not 0.96 or something, something crazy. Uh, yeah, I'm a Padres fan, and I'm a little upset that Chris Turner didn't really get set in place. I mean, who got set in place again, by the way? You know, Mark? Alex Bones. Alex Bones. Really? Hey, how come guys that didn't get to play in the playoffs didn't do anything in the playoffs? They weren't in the playoffs? Not gross, but, you know, Chris Turner hit a home run and then four of the wild card round, basically locked it in up, got the place, I don't know. I'm just being biased from a positive fan. And, you know, we can't get no respect. Well, Easter Padres had a lot of, uh, a lot of uh, guys up for awards, like I mean, like you had um, you know Machado and um and Tatis, they're up for like like third and fourth, I believe, in the MVP, and then right. you had some rookie of the year. Like you guys had a lot of. I was surprised Kristen Javier did not get more votes, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he was yeah, he was really good. I feel like he kind of came on more at, at the end, so maybe he, he was more like one of those like late bloomer guys that just um yeah didn't quite enough have enough season. Kyle Lewis really. Yeah. Yeah. He came out scorching too. Between Luis Robert, the difference in points between Luis Robert, who got second, and Christian Javier, is seventy-two points, which is crazy to me. You can't tell me that Luis Robert is that much better than Christian Javier. No, yeah. Yep. So, he was. He was. He was. I would say he was like in the MVP conversation in the like kind of the, the middle, the beginning to middle of the year a little bit, and then he kind of uh, he kind of started slumping at the end, which yeah, um, he was. Which made Kyle Lewis kind of you know jump to the the front of him. I I still don't think that that hits, but no, and I still was a little bit of, a little like had a little bit of bias as well. I bet as well. Um, but it, <laughs> I kind of expected that a little bit. No, it is what it is, but yeah, um, we'll move on to our last topic of the news for this week. Uh, Russell Westbrook wants out of Houston. I'm not surprised. What do you think about that, David? Yeah, so I am a, a Rockets fan. Um, I think Russell oh, Westbrook no. wanting out um, isn't, I wouldn't say it's necessarily a huge surprise, uh, especially with what's going on in, in Houston right now. Uh, it looks like Houston's wanting to essentially blow everything up. Um, now, I have seen some stories that, that talks about Russell Westbrook wants out because he doesn't want to play with James Harden. I think that's blown way out of proportion. I think they want to play together. It's just the direction Houston is going um, isn't necessarily for you know, Russell Westbrook or I guess James Harden for, for that matter as well because there's been stories today that said James Harden it wants to push out of uh, Houston. 
um, which I think is really interesting as well. And that's their own separate issue there. But um, I think really with with Russell Westbrook, I mean, it's I don't know what kind of return that, that he, he would offer uh, in terms of like trade packages. I don't know who would even really want him. Um, he's obviously getting a little bit older now. Uh, he's still really, really good. Um, I feel like he could shoot a little bit better, but <laughs> he's, he's still a really good player nonetheless. Um, I do think it's just interesting. It's going to be an interesting offseason in Houston. Um, just because there's so much uncertainty with, you know, everything going on with that basketball team. Uh, they got new coaches. They got you know, new GM coming in. It's got a whole whole new direction in terms of uh, how, how that team's going in the future. Um, so it should be interesting what they do with, with, uh, with Russ. I mean, yeah, putting up the window for that team to run out and no one else so far. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had him yeah, in the... Uh, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I was just saying, like, they, they had him a couple years ago when they were playing against the Warriors. Um, They had him, had him that year. I mean, until Chris Paul got hurt. Um, they had that, and then, and then since since that Chris Paul injury, I mean, everything kind of has fallen apart since then. But yeah, it's crazy how how sports works like that. Mm-hmm. Just one little one little turn in the series, and you know, it changes the whole direction of the franchise. Mhm. And then there's a rumor that um, James Harden that uh, Brooklyn wants to trade with James Harden. Oh man, that would be interesting. So let's have, we can have four ball hogs on, on one team here. Four ball hogs, sorry. <laughs> that uh, would be interesting. Uh, Moss, what do you think about uh, Russell Westbrook wanting out of Houston? Um, I mean, it sounds like there's quite a few issues. Uh, maybe not issues, just areas of concern with uh, Houston in general. Uh, they obviously lost Daryl Morey. Uh, who's now the GM of my team in the Sixers. Um, so, of course, I'm getting notifications like, could you Sixers trade for, for Russell Westbrook? I have no idea why they would do that. It makes zero sense. Uh, and could they potentially trade for James Harden? Now it makes more sense, but I don't see it happening. Um, but as far as Russ, I think, I think we just kind of saw the, the magnification of the bubble playoffs, if you will, or the bubble season, or whatever you call it, really kind of showed, you know, just there was a lot of emphasis on Russell when he was coming back from the injury in the playoffs and all that, and I think it just, it was a bad look. I don't I don't know if he wants so badly out of Houston if he just wants a more stable situation, which is just not what Houston's got to offer right now. Uh, and like David said, I don't know, you know, who would want him and what they'd be willing to give up for Russell. Uh, I think that that could go a number of ways, so it, it remains to be seen, I guess. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's getting a little longer than it too, and he just wants to win. And Houston is not going that direction, obviously. Um... Anything else you have to say on that topic, David? Uh, no, I mean, it's just interesting. Uh, I think a little bit is, is, as well because of Houston's already traded away uh, a lot of their draft picks uh, to get Russell Westbrook and, you know, none of these other pieces. So it's like it's not like they have a lot of draft capital to work with either. Um, and Russell Westbrook's, you know, his his value, I think, is, is pretty shot right now. Um, 
No, it's not to say that, that that I mean, like they won't get anywhere near like what they traded up to get him. Essentially, I think they'll they'll get they'd be lucky to get half of, of what they gave up um, to uh, to trade him away. Yeah, definitely not to get the full return that they got before the playoffs started. Um, we have one more piece of news that I just remember about. David Bakhtiari, I think that's how you say his name, the left tackle of the Midnight uh, Packers is that page. What do you think about that, David? Yeah, I mean, I think David Bakhtiari is probably the best left tackle in the game. I think it's him and Ronnie Stanley. Um, I think it's, it's well-deserved payday. I have no issues at all with paying your your franchise left tackle that protects your franchise quarterback. So um, I think that's definitely a well-deserved payday. And I know Packers fans are are um, very happy to get him locked up. Yeah, definitely Will Lee was excited about that. And he's mm-hmm. also very pessimistic. He's been so pessimistic that they're not going to find him. They're not going to find him. Well, they find him. And, you know, he's, he's the best left tackle in the game. I think it's worth it. You have to pay your left tackle. Yep, Mark agreed. Yeah, I uh, I like to give Will Lee a lot of shit. Like on Twitter and things about his package, like like the match with him about Jair Alexander being an elite cornerback and things like that. Um, but when it comes to David Bakhtiari, uh, I don't actually think it's up for debate. I think it's very clearly he's the best in the NFL at left tackle. Um, and so it's, it's a well deserved payday. Um, Packers fans should be really happy about that. The guy who really should be really happy about this is Jordan Love because he's going to have a ton of protection in you know, the early stages of his career. Uh, that's, a, that's a great guy to be protecting the future of your franchise. If only they could get that old Aaron Rodgers out of there. He's, he's no good. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully Love. Hopefully Love. Come on, dog. <laughs> oh. I don't know Jordan Love will even start in this one. We'll see. We'll see. We know. We know. We know he's a Super Bowl quarterback. We know. We know they it was kind of a weird offseason. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if, if he's going to get to that point, but I don't know. I think. I think. I think we just got to take a, a wait and see with him. Yeah. I'm, 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 I'm not super confident. Yeah. It's like I'm. I'm. I'm definitely not super confident in, in him. I'm um, going forward, but who knows? Stuff happens, right? Uh, yeah. It does. But we'll move on to our next topic, um, which is called a fire cell segment. Should the NCAA football playoffs be expanded due to all the games being canceled by COVID? And I'll pass it to David. So, yes, I will Are you buy buying? that. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. You're buying. So I buy it, but I also buy it for beyond just a season. <laughs> this buy it, you know, uh, permanently. You buy it long term. Long term, yeah. Let's let's expand that out from four. Let's go to eight. I mean, I think I think that's perfect. I think that's what the fans want to see. Now I don't know exactly how that would work in terms of you know just logistically with you know because I know I know football seasons are very strenuous. And I know there's a lot going on there, but if possible, you know, I don't think I think it'd be you know phenomenal thing to to push that out beyond. Um, to at least eight games, and I think I think using this COVID you know time thing for this season could be a really good like a test just to see how how that is. So I definitely would, would buy that. Not for value. Yeah, 
Yeah, no, I'm definitely buying it. Just just take a look at how every sports league has done it. MLB expanded their playoffs. You had baseball all day, every day for like two weeks. It was great. The NFL is expanding. We're going to get more football. Great. NBA had games on all the time during the beginning of the playoffs. It was great. They're going to do it. They should do it at least. It's only going to add more revenue to their pockets. And like David said, it's going to look so nice getting all those games in and then potentially adding that as a long-term solution. Um, just, it's an easy thing. Chatham makes it better. They, they expand these playoffs. They're eventually just going to make more and more money. That's what, what the NCAA is all about. That's what all these leagues are about. Uh, I am definitely buying it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, what you could do is take a game out and essentially, you know, that game that Alabama plays against Pittsburgh Hart, take that game away. Like, I don't know why they're playing Pittsburgh Hart in November. Like, I never understand these games. The whole excuse for having these games is, oh, you programs make money out of that. No, you kind of run a store. Mm-hmm. Yep. So I'm I'm buying it as well. Um, more is better. Eight games. Maybe you can have like the top two teams and the top like the number one seed get to buy or something. And that would promote, you know, having to win every game. To me it would make the scheduling stronger as well. Long term. Um, yeah, I don't see why, why not. Why would you not expand something and make more money? That's what the NCAA is all about, making money. Yeah. Can I, can I add something on here, too? Go ahead. So, it's like, I, I can see the argument against it. I mean, I, I'm not just talking about, like, just like just simply it's just more games. It's just more a grueling. But I think also, like, a lot of people are like, you know, Alabama, Clemson, those are the number one and two. Like, you don't need three, four, five, six, seven, eight, whatever, right? So, I think that's the one argument against it. It's like, why do you, why are you having Alabama play, you know, two extra games just to blow these teams out by a lot of points? But I think at the same time, it's also an honor too to be in those, like the, to even be in the running to play for a national championship. So I think that's definitely why I would prefer that. Uh, just another reason, just kind of go against the, the people that are like, well, we don't, we don't need eight teams because there's only two real teams that have a chance at it. You know? Yeah, but. Sometimes when they have like one of these guys from the national championship game that so are, happens any, any given like, Saturday. Are, are what? Are what? Twelve and one. Yeah. And then and they have a team like Liberty. I'm not saying Liberty should be in the playoffs, <laughs> but I mean, you can remember an example. You know, they're thirteen and zero, and they're not in the playoffs. They're not even an eight Yep, give them a chance, and, right? And then, yeah. And never Saturday, exactly. Never know. So, it'd be nice to see a playoff expansion. Our next question is, should colleges give head coaches early extensions in their careers? So, you know, let's say Texas Tech gave David Beard a contract extension in the second season. I'm buying or selling this, guys, David. 
So you're you're asking to give like a like an early extension for a head coach just at a, a smaller pro- program just because yeah. Um. So I have felt. I mean, I don't really understand the argument for selling because I mean, really, it's it's like you can't force a head coach to take the contract, right? It's right. it's a two person thing. I think if they both agree to a contract, I don't understand like why there would be an issue that. So I I would buy it. I mean, obviously, and I know contracts are much more complicated. There's you know a lot of intricacies um, just in terms of how contracts are written out. Like there's the you know poison pill stuff. I know for example you're you bringing up Texas Tech and Chris Beard. Well, you know they they have a something in the, in the contract that's like a similar to a poison pill, but it's it's against you know UT. So it's like a to like to you know you know push my way type of deal. Um, so it's like if there's two so consenting parties. So the poison pill. Mm-hmm. Like it, it get it, it gets more and more expensive. So for for example, like with the whole Texas thing, right? Or UT, um, like they have you know because UT owes their their current head coach, you know Shaka Smart, a ton of money right now. Um, so they 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 can't fire him yet because it would just simply just cost too much money. And you know UT, let's be let's be real, they don't really care as much about basketball as they they do football. So they could you know get rid of him if they really wanted to, but. You know, you know, football reigns king in, in Texas. So, um, they they are ideally they have them for the, like the next you know year or two or something like that. Um, and so so Tech has them you know pretty cheap for for these for these two years. But as soon as you know Straka Smart's contract ends, they have it to where his his contract essentially just skyrockets um, for for years, so that UT wouldn't be able to essentially sign them. It'd be too expensive to 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 like buy them out or whatever you want to call it. Um, so I don't think there's any issues with you know, early extensions for head coaches. I mean, obviously, there's a whole, it's a whole other issue in terms of, um, you know, if the head coach bolts for a bigger program. Um, but, you know, like I said, that's why there's buyouts. That's why there's this and that. But I don't think there's any issue with, you know, early extensions for head coaches at smaller programs. Just simply just to show incentive that you really want these guys or like this specific coach um, going forward. Right, Mark, think about that. Yeah, um, I am buying, but so like David was saying, there's there's so many intricacies to uh, contracts and things like that. Um, my my whole perspective on it is, um, like in college basketball, like recruiting because of the one and done rule uh, and all that stuff. Like some of these recruits are like very, very. Uh, High, like they're in high commodity, right? Like they, you need those top guys because there's only gonna they're only gonna play for one season. And so if it's a, I can I can get it from the aspect of recruiting where you you know these coaches they spend two or three years uh, trying to get these kids in their freshmen in high school and things like that their attention. Um, so giving them that extension, you know, kind of kind of sets the groundwork of, like, the guy who recruited you is going to be here, and, you know, you should capitalize on your time spent here. Um, but really, and David also got down on this, too, is it, it's a two-way street, these contracts. Uh, you know, a head coach at Tonell State University is not going to want to stick around just because the school tells him to. You know, like, he wants to stick around, he wants to stick around. So, I mean, I'll buy, I see nothing wrong with it. Right, I guess the argument would be, um, you know, we're all not, we're all not dumb. We, we know that, you know, people paying players under the table or whatever they do, uh, 
Alabama has tons of money now so they can get all the players they want and somehow do it pretty much every year except Clemson and it's a nut to them. So I guess uh, for a small school perspective, it would be that you tie up all that money and the head coach, so then you can't get top talent. Like, I don't know. I, I, I'm going to lie here and here, here's the thing. You have a coach, let's say, like, um, on um, stop off when you was at UCF as an example. You have a coach like Scott Ross when you was at UCF who basically took a program that was just dog shit and made it <laughs> intended in like three years. They were almost buying for a playoff spot. National so, Championship, right? Yeah. <laughs> We're going back to the last topic, but, um, <laughs> no, it's not, it's like you said, it's two and three. But I don't even have a right coach who has the right plan. Why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you pay the guy? I mean, if you don't pay the guy, then, yeah, he's, more than likely to go to Texas or Alabama or LSU, whatever happens. So, maybe pay him, he's less likely to go. I don't know, but I definitely wouldn't buy that. Our third question would be Are we buying that top goals deserves a second chance as a head coach in the NFL? I mean, yeah, absolutely. I think he got kind of screwed out of his, his last gig with the Jets. Um, I don't think he did bad with the, you know, the kind of shit that he had on his team. I think he did um, fairly decently for how bad those teams actually were talent-wise, and that's, you know, that's reflective of the GM. And, I mean, obviously coaches too to an extent, but, I mean, I think for most part it's just – I think he did pretty good with what he had, essentially. I think he got wrongly outed, and only to fire him from Adam Gase. Like, what are you guys doing? Um, but Todd Bowles, I think he absolutely deserves a second chance. I know Houston Texans fans, um, want Todd Bowles. Uh, I've seen, you know, a couple of people on my timeline that, that want Todd Bowles for the Texans. Um, you know, we know he's a good defensive coach. Um, so, I mean, if, if he can obviously like, like sign like a, like an up and coming, like bright offensive, uh, offensive minded head coach or, uh, like offensive coordinator, not head coach. Um, but I think he could be a really successful head coach. Um, I mean, there's been. Um, was it Fangio? Wasn't he? Is this his second head coach gig, or am I thinking of someone else? <laughs> is it okay? So yeah, yeah so there's there's definitely some guys that that kind of you know they, they just are in, in bad situations um, at first, and they just they, they need another another opportunity to to for them to really blossom. And I think I think Todd Bowles definitely could be that guy. So I, I would definitely buy uh, him getting a second opportunity as a head, uh, head coach. Yeah, I I agree with you on the. Uh, I'm actually going to sell for right now. The reason I say that is, um, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but right, right now, and even during the past couple of years with, you know, Cliff Kingsbury and Metal Floor and uh, Sean McVay, 
the hot trend is these up and coming offensive gurus, right? Mm-hmm. And it just so happens there's there's a handful of them um, as far as potential head coaching candidates in this upcoming season. I think when you look at guys like Eric the Enemy, you think of Brian Dable, um, you know, even even someone like Joe Brady. He's Greg kinda, Roman. He's kind of got the whiz kid, whiz kid label. Greg Roman, yeah. Um, then, I, I don't, I don't say I sell because it's a reflection of Todd Bowles. I think they're just gonna sit on him. At least the NFL will for at least another season. Um, I guess, uh, and Josh McDaniels as well in those offensive groups. Um, I guess I think people are still gonna hang on to that trend at least for this upcoming offseason. Uh, and I don't know if Todd Bowles will get will get a. Uh, I, I, I would bet you he gets looked for sure. I just don't know if he's going to be able to offer what some of these other guys have. Um, but I agree with David when he's saying like he got he got the short end of the stick with uh, the Jets, and I would be willing to bet you they give just about anything to have him. So. Right, and then the Jets from the Jets. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give him a pass being the Jets right there. <laughs> so. I'm buying, but I'm not buying right now. I'm kind of thinking about what the Marshall's saying. I'm buying later. So I'm going to buy later because, like you said, there's a lot of offensive-minded geniuses in this league right now. And you're going to have quarterbacks like Justin Herbert and, and um, you know, Justin Fields. I know the angle that the NFL is coming from, and they are not coming from it from 
uh, from the angle of how it's being perceived, I guess. Um, so I think what they're doing is it's it's just inherently it's making it a race thing, right? Which I know is what the NFL is trying to prevent, but because um, right. what it sounds like is is they're trying to you know undermine you know African Americans. Uh, or I guess minorities in general it doesn't just have to be African Americans. I mean, just minorities in general, right? Um, right. I just think it's just it's inherently just making it a racist act, um, even though I know that's not their angle for it. Um, right. So I'm I'm selling that because of that reason. Um, but like I said, now I do know the NFL is looking to you know improve, um, you know the like just some of the stuff re- regarding hiring minority coaches. And unfortunately, I don't think that's ever going to make a difference as long as I don't want to say this, but like these older um, Caucasian owners are still here because they are, you know, older. You know, <laughs> um, it's just it's just kind of the nature on, on on some of these these guys. You know, they're 70, 80 year old men. They're not going to change their their views for some of these things. Um, so I think, you know, unfortunately, some of these guys just need to just die. Support <laughs> for some of these changes to actually happen. That's kind of my angle on that. <laughs> No, that's quite politics, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Moss, what do you think? Yeah, um, like, like David said, I'm, I just, I, it feels like they're putting an emphasis on race when an emphasis on race, and at least in this particular subject matter, isn't it all that critical? I mean, at least in my opinion, the way I look at it is, you know, if you know, if I have these coaches in my system and and they're all on an even playing field, and regardless of what race they are, right? And then I interview someone, whether they're black, white, Hispanic, whatever, you know, and he's obviously clear cut better than them. I hire him regardless. Now I feel like it's just adding a factor in into uh, assembling a head coaching staff and, and a program that I don't want to say it takes away from the quality of the team, but potentially, you know, you could be overlooking people um, because now you've got, oh, you know, I might have, I might get a third round pick in the long run out of this, you know, if I hire someone of minority right. versus, you know, someone who, who may be better at it or not. It, it's just it's adding more dynamics to something that I, I really don't think that the race card is necessary for. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. Basically, um, what I know in my what I think, basically, you're right. Like, why wouldn't you make a mountain by a molehill here? Yeah, it, right. there's only a few. My one hit coaches right now, but no, I think Norton's not change like right now, but but mostly coaching at right now is all been dominant by you know right now. This is how it is. It's changing. There's a lot of players that are about to retire are suddenly realizing, hey. I didn't have a coach, and, and you know, like Mike, Mike Vrabel is a head coach, uh, Byron Wetworth. I, I think Byron Wetworth is a head coaching candidate in a couple of years. 
So, yeah, know it. Yeah, it's like it's like personally, um, I I feel like I feel like I would like to give them the benefit, the owners the benefit of the doubt, and say they they do hire based on qual qualifications instead of race. But I don't know if that's the, that's a I don't know how how true that actually is. But like I said, that's what I would like to do. But I, in the perfect world, it's based on qualifications, right? Um, so right. I don't know. I think the rule yeah, is I, I, I see what I'm they're doing, but it. yeah, I see what they're doing, but I'm it's, it's it. making it bad at the same time. Uh. I'm gonna felt uh, it, 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 honestly I I I feel like not to climb on the table for it for anything, even though they they have produced a minority help in in um what's his name in land. Oh, uh, Ryan Flores. Ryan Flores. Yep, I'm not gonna climb on them, but I you know I I feel like they didn't do that just to get around it. <laughs> yeah see that's the thing too like it's it's like i think it's going to promote the opposite of what they're doing because like the yeah, you're, not promoting, you're not promoting hiring because of skills. exactly right so it, it's 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 not it's going to promote it's going to do the opposite like the dolphins hired him for the patriots the dolphins are going to hire him the Patriots get a third round pick for for patriots losing flores it's like dolphins won't want to hire flores because uh because he's a minority and, and they'd be given the patriots essentially a, a, a third round pick for um for hiring someone so like it's like it's kind of just gonna go against how I think they're gonna go, in my opinion. Right. That's what I think. Yeah. I, 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 so, do you guys remember when? Uh, yeah. You guys remember like when uh, Kellen Moore was coming up, and everyone's like, Kellen Moore is like the next great, like you know, football mind. Like to me, it's just like right. we're gonna are we gonna take away from him? And I don't think Kellen Moore is great. Uh, he's okay, but like. Does that does the whole Kellen Moore fad thing happen? Like, if you sit there like, well, he really knows football, but he looks like he's got mayonnaise flowing through his veins. Like, he's as white as it gets. Like, <laughs> I don't know. I, I think you're just going to add add things that don't matter. <laughs> mm-hmm. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And, and that's because Kellen Moore realized that, you know, he's going to get better hope than he wants to play with. Like, a lot of them, I'm not saying that a lot of players don't want it in coaching. I just don't think that's their mindset when they're playing. Why don't they go to the booth? Yeah. It's new. Which is great. But, you know, I would rather have more head coaches. You know, the the more head coaches you have in the room, it's better for all right. But that's all I had to say about that topic. Anybody else have anything to say about that? No, I think I think that was that's pretty much all I had. Yep. We'll move on to our game from the week. And first we'll start with the actually we'll start with the Arizona middle mm-hmm. game, which had a wild ass ending. Oh boy. Oh man, that was that was on par with one of the greatest just last-second plays as I've seen. I mean, obviously, you have any of the Aaron Rodgers plays uh, you know, a couple years ago, which those are obviously fantastic as, as well. So, I mean, um, but it's just like 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 seeing this live, it was just like on, t- like on my TV. I'm like, I'm just watching it. I'm like, there's no way he's going to do that because Kyler Murray, he got the snap, and he was kind of about to get sacked. He was just kind of just running for his life, essentially. And he's kind of just running towards the sideline, and he just chunked the ball into the end zone. And, of course, Hopkins is there, and 
Moss's like two dudes, and it's like, oh my gosh, like no way he actually just caught that because that's just one of those things where you just you see and then they're like, no, there, there's no way this is actually gonna work, and then it happens. It's like, are you serious? Like this is like a, a you know once or two, maybe two times in a decade type play that just happened here. Right. Just, wow, it was just mind blowing. It was just, it was fun to watch. And I have like big Patrick in my home at the play. Yes, yeah, that was a <laughs> phenomenal play from Kyler and Hopkins, both of them. My favorite. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, I didn't actually get to see it live. I actually saw the ending on David's Snapchat because uh, I was driving, and I think. I think it's clear, like, all three of us, we all have pretty decent receivers on our teams. David's team's actually got a couple of them. Um, but, like, it's without a doubt, Nuke is the best receiver in, in football. Um, I, I mean, I think it, it shows you how stupid David, uh, Bill O'Brien, not David, Bill O'Brien <laughs> is. Uh, you know, well, I'm he, stupid. He, like, I'm stupid as like I'm stupid as fuck. Like I once shot a flamethrower while pouring like a drink, like and it didn't go very well. Like I'm dumb, but Bill O'Brien makes me look real smart. And <laughs> like you're Bill Einstein. He traded. He traded. He traded Nuke for like David Johnson's half working brain and a used dildo. Like he might be one of the stupidest people to ever ever live. Yep. Yeah. No wonder he got fired. Yeah, and they also traded away the, the like a top three pick for Laramie Tunzel, along with more. So it's like that's not a <laughs> that's a whole other topic with Bill O'Brien. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, that was the most amazing. You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me of uh, I don't know that uh, maybe might younger remember this, but a long time ago when Brett Favre played for the Minnesota Vikings, he had a yeah, play where he threw it up to, uh, I don't even remember his name, but. I remember the right play. In the back of the end zone, and, and then, like, that was it. That was the game. Like, and uh, Red was, like, falling over, throwing the ball. <laughs> I remember the game. I don't, I don't know who he threw it to, though. I, I, do, I do remember the play that you're talking about. Uh, wow. That was great. That was, that, that's how great that play was. Uh, Phenomenal. Like, when, when they got the ball, I'm like, okay, it's like 30 seconds left. Like, well, they didn't get the ball in the 50 yard line and then they didn't blow it up and then something will happen. <laughs> yeah, that's just one of those plays that, that, that you remembered, you know, 10 years from now. You know, that's one of those plays. And it was, it was a good, like, it's against a good Bills team. It was 72 Bills team, now they're 73. But it was against a good team. It wasn't like they they barely snuck one out against, like, you know, like a, you know, like a, just a crappy team. But yeah, they played, this is a good playoff team. Yeah. And now all of a sudden, Arizona, I mean, Arizona's in, like, technically in, in first place right now in their division. They're, you know, they're 6-3. and three, Yeah, they have yeah. Everybody laughed at him. Yeah. Said, the Arizona Cardinals from the... The division one is, but you know. Yep. Yep. Uh, it's 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 been it's been a That's that's right. That's right. A lot of people were though, so it wasn't just you. So it's all good though. Right. Right. Um. Yeah. Moving on to our next game, we're actually settling in for the Steelers Bengals game. 
right, David, time to brag. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> so we had, you know, we had one of our, our previous, uh, I guess one, one of the I, previous. I wish Tyler was here. <laughs> I wish I wish we were too, so I could talk about him. But honestly, Tyler's probably hasn't even been watching. Um, but anyways, the game, yeah, that was a definitely a much much needed break because we had back to back, literally the exact same play to end the game with the Ravens and the Cowboys. Both those plays went to the very last play of the game, so it was very you know those both those games took off five years of my life. So I'm I'm glad this game right here was you know, stress-free from the beginning. I can just kind of just chill, watch football, just be happy and not even worry about the game. Um, now, that said, Cincinnati, you know, they, they obviously have a, have a bright future. Um, you know, Burrow, Burrow looked good. Um, now, um, his, his team did not around him. Um, Burrow definitely looked like a rookie. Um, Steelers just, just played a good game, and I was happy to see that uh, because uh, these these last th- really three games have, have been – um, really, really stress-inducing um, games. You know, against the Titans, almost blowing that game. Um, the Ravens, obviously, the Ravens. You guys know how that ended. Um, and then the, obviously Cowboys last week. Um, so it's good to just get a nice, chill, easy win uh, with Big Ben showing MVP form. Do I want to say? Um, now I'm not saying he's the MVP. I'm not even close to saying that. Just I'm saying he should I'm be in the conversation. Comeback player of the year, though. Comeback player of the year. Yeah, so like I said, I don't think he's the MVP. I think he should be in the conversation now. Like, I don't even think he should be getting votes. He, he just should, should be in the conversation. Just like, hey, yeah, like, you, keep you, now. You're not the list. Yeah, you're no, like, 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 no, I, I, I agree with you. It's just I just think he, he's in the conversation. Like, maybe he's definitely in like the top ten. That's all I'm saying. Like, people the past couple weeks have been saying Ben is holding the Steelers back. Um, and this and that, I just, I don't, Ben is, is a, a top, top 10 MVP player um, right now. Um, he's not holding the team back at all. Um, I think that, I think the only thing that is holding this team back is the offensive coordinator, you know, Fickner. He's so yeah, bad. Yeah. So yeah. bad. I can go in a whole rant about, you know, Randy Fickner alone. No, <laughs> but, <laughs> no, so, and, 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 and I feel like the offensive coordinator is, you know, not Set yourself up from from heartbreak in the playoffs. Yeah. No, I'm I'm with and you. Some think... guys are going to the playoffs, like the odds <laughs> are not going to the playoffs right now. Or like, like, but it's not quite 100, yeah. but it's a near it's a near lock. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm with you. I think I think this this team, especially right now, the biggest concern: we cannot run the ball worth a darn right now. We cannot run. Yeah, what happens to it? That, I don't that, know. That's one thing that was missing today. Yeah. No, and, I'm, I'm and hold you. on. That's the Bengals. 29th run, run defense. Yep. The run, yep. I thought you guys were able to run the ball all day. Yep. I thought so, too. And if we thought against the Cowboys, too. And, he, and Connor had, like, 21 yards on 18 carries or something ridiculous. Yeah. I don't even think it's him. It, it's I think a couple of it's it's a mixture of the just offensive line not playing good. Offensive I mean, line not, is you have, you didn't have Dotson as well. Yeah, that's true. That, yep, Dotson is out. Um, yeah, it's just um, it's just the offensive line right what? now. All the other you had everyone else though. Yep. Yeah, I, it's just it's so just I, rumbling. like the past game is really good. What what running the ball is a mindset. 
yeah, no, I'm I'm with you on that. And it's just kind of it's 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 really mind boggling to see this team can't run run right now. And it's that could be an issue in the playoffs. I know. And that that could be an issue and that could be the downfall if they don't get this get this fixed. No, you have to run the ball have to. Yeah. I mean, especially when it gets colder out and you need to run the ball, you know, get one yard. Because right now we can't even get one yard on third and ones. Like we're not even running the ball on third and ones right now. It's kind of annoying because you know, they know it's not gonna be successful. So you gotta be able to run the ball, especially in the playoffs. Exactly. Mom, what do you think about this game? Uh, which game are we talking about? My phone cut out. I'm still talking about Steelers, man. Uh, yeah. I thought the Steelers looked good. Um, uh, you guys have had, like, Skyline Chili in Cincinnati before? I, hold what? on. Your, 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 your phone's kind of getting quiet. Have you guys ever had, uh, like, Skyline Chili in Cincinnati before? Oh, Skyline Chili. No, I haven't. Bengals ate some because they shit their pants all ass. <laughs> they look bad. Yeah, they look uh, bad. And they, and they came off a bye week, too. Um, yeah. yeah they didn't look I, don't know, I don't know if that's what you put on, put that on Zach Taylor and his coaching staff or what, but, you know, I, I may or may not have had somebody tell me they were betting on the Bengals. We're not gonna name names, but they're not very smart. Yeah, no, the hell, the hell, I thought you today. No, I bet on the Bengals. I bet on, I bet on the the Washington football team, and I bet on the Seahawks. Come on, man, the Steelers are the Bengals' daddies. Yeah. You can't, you can't, especially at home. Yeah, well, I mean. You can't I, bet against them. I, 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 I don't think I did not look that. I thought it was in Cincinnati. <laughs> okay, <not> okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, in Pittsburgh, I mean, we had three home, three road games in a row. I was like, it, it was like, this was bound to be a blowout, in my opinion. Right when uh, I saw it was in Pittsburgh, I was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll see in Cincinnati. We'll see. We'll see then. I still don't think it'll be right. close. I think, I think we'll still win pretty easy, but we'll see. I mean, I, I watched it again, and by watched it, I stopped watching it in the third corner. <laughs> it, was honestly, it was over at that point. It, it was over by halftime. Like, it yeah. wasn't over, over, but... Yeah, it, it was a 15-point game at halftime, and, and the Bengals' offense just didn't look good today. The offensive line it was... Again, I, I, I'm telling you like a broken record if I set this... Tyler and Sutton, the offensive line was terrible. By the way, yeah. he did a lot with Ray Yep, he's a deep boy, defense player of the year I, conversation. I don't know I if he's know, the player. I, I, he's like, he's tied with um, Donald, I'd his say. running mate, you know, uh, Miles Garrett with yeah, AFC. Okay. Yeah. Should be interesting. Um, it's gonna be a very confident. Yeah, very, uh, very, very disruptive players. Very disruptive. That defense is so good too. Yeah, it's it's now and, and the uh, secondary is starting to start, starting to get a little um they're starting to get their swagger back a little bit. I feel like at the beginning of the year they were they uh, kind of there's some there's some leaks in the armor a little bit, but I think they're starting to tighten that up a little bit. It's it, it, the running game. Yep. 
That that was my problem with them in the beginning of the year, to be honest. Bang and Millennium Game. Yeah. If you have you had you had all the weapons on the outside. That's not the problem. Yeah. Agreed. Uh we'll move on to the Chargers game. Yeah. Chargers playing. I- I'm gonna say that I really did not pay attention to this game that much. But that was a little bit paid. I was like, oh well, this is over. But I'll, from what I did pay attention to, I'll, I'm pretty watching that Arizona game more. Um, Kamala did it again, the second week in a row, and Miami beat them. They're good. Yeah, and whoever was running the ball for Miami did really well. I don't even know who that is. Alvin Ahmad or Ahmed, however you say his name. Ahmad or Ahmed or. Yep, he's from Washington State or Washington, one of those Washington schools. Oh, it was he was from Washington State. I don't yep. know why I thought he was from. Uh, I thought he was not in Taylor's backup. <laughs> <laughs> he was with the, the Niners no. start, and then they cut him, and now he's on on the Dolphins. Yeah, he looked great. Jonathan Milad was Jonathan Milad. Those are some words out of, out, of, out of my mouth. Kalen Balazian looking good. I mean, that's that's kind of a, that's interesting. Kalen Balazian. Like, yeah. Like, I see a stat line right now here, you know, 18 for 68, which comes out to, you know, about a four, four yard per carry. Um, but I think for, for him, that's for the Chargers, though. Like, they haven't had good running attack. Oh, good. Yep, I'm with you on that. I, I'm surprised about that. If I'm trying to, I'm like, oh, uh, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Moss of David, what do you think about this game? The Chargers? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the no, I, 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 was, I was keeping up with it a little bit. I mean, it was on the same time as the Steelers game. And I was, you know, paying attention to that. But I, I was keeping up with it a little bit. Um, I mean, Tua, in my opinion, he he doesn't look great. He looks solid. That's that's how I would kind of describe him. I mean, he's... No, I'll say... Uh-huh. I was saying this to Tyler earlier. Uh, every time I see Tua run, and he's like, oh. Kind of get scared a little bit because like, he's going to do something to his knee. Or like his hip. Or, no, hip yeah, yeah. His hip. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I feel like he, he looks good. He just he, He's not making any mistakes, which is the biggest thing for him. I mean, I, I don't think he's even thrown an interception yet. Has he? I don't think so. No. Yeah, I don't he's, think so. Yeah, he's he's he, he's kind of just essentially just doing like what's asked of him, which is not a whole lot right now. Which is definitely what you want in a rookie. You want him kind of build his confidence up, which I think he is definitely doing. Um, they're not putting too much on his plate, not making mistakes. Just I, he's, I will say he's, that he looks a little bit slower than Ryan though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it's kind of. I had uh, the Steelers game, and then I had uh, the Saints game on, and then uh, I was kind of box score watching this one. Um, not terribly surprised. It's kind of what I thought would go down, uh, but, you know, based on what I could see from the box score, it didn't look like either young quarterback uh, really lit it up uh, as much as they were just, like, you know, doing their job and 
and I keeping keeping it going. Uh, it would been nice to kind of see two guys who are drafted because you know they'll always be tied together. They always talk about that uh, these guys come out and absolutely like put on a track meet or something, but wasn't the case. But uh, uh, you know, I'm, I'm glad things are working out with Tua. It's a uh, it's a good story. So yeah, really. Um... That Ryan Floyd that you like the front runner for the year. Yeah, Sylvia Ham and Tomlin. Those are the definitely the top two. And yeah, yeah Tomlin. Um and then the end time you ain't no Gotta get down right. I gotta I gotta I gotta say something on that. <laughs> but yeah. Nine and oh. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, 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 mm, I don't know who else I would put up there. <laughs> yeah, really, it's just those two, in my opinion. I don't think there was any, any, um, any coaches after those two, to be honest. Oh, uh, maybe uh, maybe Kingsbury. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I love. I love Cliff. Cliff. So I'm, I'm very happy about him doing good. I love, I love Cliff. I love seeing Cliff do good. I'm very I happy to see him. Paul, I love to see college mm-hmm. do well. What I like about what man as far as like who he is, he's just the head coach. He's not trying to be like telling telling you like hey man, trying to run the whole show. Like his very is just the head coach. All he worries about is winning. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's what I like. Yeah, agreed. Um. Anyway, we'll get to the French which I know Moss is not too thrilled about talking about if the French got really stained up in this one. Moss, what do you think about this game? We got to see Dennis uh, Winston. Yeah, he's, uh, he's out here eating W's. As far as the, uh, the, the box score and the actual result went, kind of went exactly how I thought it would. Um, now, the means to getting there were not so pleasant. I actually uh, I actually didn't get to start watching this till after the Niners had a 10-point lead in the first quarter. Um, I was busy with my girlfriend. And like so, I got to the game late, and and so I saw I'm like, what the fuck's going on? And then I saw like you know, <laughs> and I just had a good opening drive, and then it was a muff punt, you know, and the two just kind of circumstantial things. And then what I really liked was the way the defense fucking got nasty as fuck. My guy C.J. Gardner Johnson played a hell of a game. Uh, you know, I'm I'm re- he's one of those guys like. And it goes with Michael Thomas on the same on the other side of the ball. Like I'm really glad that they're on my team because I think they're both really good players. But fuck if they do not annoy the shit out of me. Like they are just <laughs> shitty as fuck when it comes to just listening to them. And so like I'm happy they're on my team. Um, but he played probably the best game of his career. Uh, it's a shame that he got hurt. It looks like he might have a torn bicep. I really hope not. Um, and then Drew Brees got hurt too, 
Um, you took that nasty hit that should not have been penalized. Why they no, uh, why they called that roughing the pass? It was absolute bullshit. Um, Jameis did enough to you know get the win. The Niners didn't really have much of a chance at any point, in my opinion. Um, even with a ten point lead, I never thought they were gonna win. Um, you know, I know David likes to uh, talk about Tays only fumbled twice. There's a lot of fumbles in this game. I think there's like six total. Oh my! Which is weird. Oof. Yeah, it was it was and, a ton of the best. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So yeah, five. It was very five for the Niners. And yeah, so it was an interesting game. Hopefully, hopefully the team can get healthy though. about the game. Yeah, so I was uh, flipping back and forth on my TV between this game and, and the Cardinals game. Um, and then, well, I had the Steelers on my laptop because, you know, the Saints were the, the game of the, the week here and where I live. Um, but I thought, I mean, it was kind of a, 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 dull, a duller game. I mean, kind of kind of more boring overall. It was more of a defensive slugfest and just, I felt like just some sloppy football, especially from, from, the, from the, the Niners, I guess. The Saints were just being really... I feel just like super efficient. They they didn't really do too much. I mean, they didn't really have to in this game. Um, I mean, especially after I mean taking the lead eventually. Um, once I got the lead, they didn't really have to do a whole lot. Niners didn't really threaten um, from what I saw, anyways. Um, I mean, uh, Kamara obviously kicked it. I mean, he, he had half the team's receptions. <laughs> I think that's that's kind of a, a crazy stat. Um, he had seven of the fourteen receptions total in this game um, for the Saints. Um, but I think uh, I, I think I think the Saints. I mean, the Saints got the win. I think that's the bottom line. I think it is interesting. The Niners were hanging in for a while though, when they're completely decimated with injuries across the board. Um, it is interesting to see the Niners at four and six though. I don't. It seems like they should be like a two-win team right now, just with how many injuries they have. Yeah, definitely. Shows how you the. I don't know how necessarily it's uh, Kyle Shanahan, but. I honestly the defense don't think Niners in the game as a game. So while it's solid, once again we know we're talking about Todd Bowles. While it's solid has a stronger case to head next year, in my opinion. Yep. I'm with you on that one. Um as far as this game goes, the Saints were kind of starting to get in the first half, right? It let, almost like almost think that if the Niners were the Niners from last year, they would have ran away with this game in the first half. But in the second half, the Saints really got together. Yeah, Snake Donovan Johnson reminds me of, um, God, who was it? He played for the, the Rams all the time. Uh, and talk so much shit. Oh. And he's on Miami as well. The corner. Oh, man. I can't remember. Not Brett Ryan. Were you here for the Dolphins? Or I'm sorry. No. Played for the Dolphins and played for the Rams. He's been talk yeah, so much shit. Uh, I forgot his name, though. Uh, oh, well. Anyway, that's who he's been down from the Miami. That's you. Talk so much shit. But no matching up. And we saw that we saw what he does. Like he got that player from the 
but there was not threatening. There was mountains. <laughs> <laughs> I missed that. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. It was hot again. Morning, man. I was watching the Arizona game more. Yeah, that that was a that was a that was an entertaining uh, shootout. That was definitely a fun game to watch. Um. So with that being said, next to our final topic. Oh no. Our second the final topic. The Moss did his best for uh, tomorrow night, uh, Monday night game. Who do you think, Moss? Uh, yeah, so uh, tomorrow night we got the uh, Bears and we've got the uh, Vikings. Oh, and... yeah, they, they have, they have spoiling us with these Monday night games. And, right. And it's actually in Chicago with the And you know what? It's not the best one that in the league in this game, though. Yeah, David Montgomery. And... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's uh, not in the top. No, Alvin Kamara's going to show up and come play. Um, <laughs> it's actually uh, Minnesota's the, uh, the road favorite. Uh, they've got a three-point spread on the game right now. Um, That's it? Yeah, and uh, I would very much so. And so the way these bets work is that usually the home team gets three points. So if you want to look at it, it's actually about a six-point spread uh, for Minnesota if, if they were playing on a neutral side, which since there are no fans, it essentially is. Uh, I would take the Vikings minus three very easily. Um, right now the total is... I don't have it pulled up. I can find out. The total of this is at 43 and a half. I don't like Ooh. that at the ton. I'd probably leave it alone, but if you if you made me pick, I'd probably take the over. Um, I would, uh, yeah. you know, Hater alluded to him. I don't think he's the best running back in the league. I think he's the guy who scored three touchdowns today. Um, but Delvin Cook <laughs> is pretty good. I would, I would... You know, if you're looking to make some cash, I think there's uh, any time touchdown score is like minus 120. I would probably take that. And I would take the over on his yards, which is at 68 and a half. Um, I know it's crazy because the Bears have a really good defense, but I think they're just going to give it to him all night. Right. And uh, we'll set into the Monday night position. Uh, my, uh, David. Yeah, I mean, I think I think this is gonna be a lower scoring game. Um, I would probably take the under on the points personally. Um, I think Minnesota is gonna win. Chicago is just complete, just dog shit. I think they're, I mean, they're five and four now, so they're finally starting to regress back to the mean a little bit. But um, they're they're not a good team. Uh, Vikings have been, I think, unlucky with a lot of their things. I mean, they took Seattle to the last play of the game. I think Vikings will win. Uh, I'm gonna say, let's say 20 to 17. Uh, yeah. So uh, kind of right along the lines of mine. I've actually got a little bit higher, uh, just to kind of hit that over I gave you. But uh, I think the Vikings are gonna win 24 to 20. And that that there's only 20 points. You got the next bit. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, that's a lot I mean, of points for them. I mean, the, 
Then the smell is really not that Yeah, I think it's been getting better. If you really want to. It, it has, and that's kind of what you got to expect with uh, such young corners because a lot of people don't realize. I think at the end, or at the beginning of the uh, season, they had like one corner that was on the roster last year. Like, that's a ton of turnover. Um, yeah. And so they're relying on like really young guys. Um, but uh, I think and Dan this has the makings of like, uh, of a, like hey, I'm Alan Robinson. I'm still pretty fucking good game. I, I expect him to do pretty right. well. Whoa, Rex Burkhead. Sorry. <laughs> what that is phenomenal. Going that in? Uh, well, the Jacoby Myers just threw a touchdown pass to Rex Burkhead for 30 yards. <laughs> so it's 14 wow. to 10, uh, New England. That's closer than I thought it would be. Yeah, me too, and I'm <laughs> definitely all for that. <laughs> Let's well, go, New England. I um, never thought I'd be saying that. Yeah. Oh, ain't that something? This is the first uh, time that a uh, a touchdown, first time since week three, uh, that uh, New England has thrown a touchdown pass, <laughs> and it wasn't even from Cam Newton. It's from the wide receiver. It wasn't from Cam Newton. Why am I not surprised? That's just kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, that's just only topic for next week. Some, but um, yeah. Just, right. Uh, um. Well, uh, oh, it's my turn. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in the the lightning. I, I, the Bears, I, I, I'm kind of thinking that they don't, if they lose out, it, it's kind of that nagging to, you know, hit the bricks. And, and it's terrible. This is bad, not good. Oh, not good. I'm no wonder. Um, I got the right in 24. No, uh, yeah. Point one fourteen. No, you're not gonna hit over. <laughs> I mean, fourteen points is, is, is. I think I think that's probably pretty accurate. Actually, I don't know if fourteen. I mean, can can the Bears score two touchdowns? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, <laughs> that's a good question there. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. There you go. Defense will probably might get one. Couldn't have couldn't have you know like never Yeah, yeah. Um. I think that's all we have for the show tonight. They didn't have anything else like that. No, that was it. I just, I guess, I just want to say, I say, thank you guys for having me on. This was definitely a lot of fun. Mom. Uh, yeah, no, that's about it for me. Um, you can find me on Twitter at at, under, at Matthias underscore Mead. Um, yeah, thanks for having me on. David, what's your Twitter uh, handle? My Twitter handle is. Uh, Texas Steelers, but it's T three X A S S T E L E R S. So and that is my Twitter you handle. Can, uh, and can me on Twitter, the hair at Twitter. I'd like to thank Moss and David for coming on the show. We miss uh, Little Lee and Tyler that next week. Uh, don't forget to follow and subscribe on all your uh, podcast platforms. Don't forget to follow the all time Mystic Podcast uh, on Twitter at HM Mystic Pod. That's it and have a great day. Thanks for listening to the All Time Mystic Podcast.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.